rainy day, give God to the Lord. When it's cold, give God to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Jonathan, thank you very much for giving me an opportunity to minister. It is indeed an honor. And I am grateful to submit. Amen. Very important to acknowledge that we are submitting under the leadership of Pastor Jonathan. Hallelujah. And I'm honored to submit and thank you for letting me minister this morning. Pastor Jonathan texted me on Friday asking me how the message preparation is going. And I said everything is going well. But that was faith talking. The message was never prepared at all. I trusted God that I will go onto the mountain and seek his face for prayer so that we can hear what he actually wants the church to hear. Amen. Very important that when we minister, we don't just minister, we minister what God wants to hear. Amen. The relevant word at the right time. So it was very important to go and inquire what do you want us to hear this morning? Amen. And very important, I wanted the Lord to first let the word speak to me. Amen. When he has spoken to me, then we can release the word. Hallelujah. Hence, I want to talk to you this morning about building the walls of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Building the walls of Jerusalem. I believe by the time we leave this place, we will be ready, we will be charged up, who will be willing to go and build. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, our work jobs as ministers is to actually influence you. I want to understand the influence. We want to influence you. Amen. You see, the devil don't like us for one reason. It's because whenever we speak, we influence. Amen. You see, when, when, when a young man is not, is not married and he's very, he is very well, he's always on the street and giving people money and, 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 and working and being so good to everybody. But the moment he starts getting married, I mean, he gets married and then he, he, he stays with the wife and everything changes. He's no more that same man. The people that expected the same help that they were getting before he got married, they are not receiving. What do they say? That woman, yeah. that woman is responsible for making him change from where he was. You see, we are responsible. The devil knows us very well that we are responsible for making you change. Turn your back against him. This is what we do in the pulpit. Amen. And this is what I believe that we will do. By the time we leave this place, we will be charged up. We will be men and women who are ready to go out there and work and build the walls of Jerusalem. But now, in in doing so, I want to bring in a vision bearer and the vision supporters. Amen. There's two differences. I want you to understand. Now, a vision bearer is the one that sees what God wants to be done. That means when God wants something done, he speaks to the vision bearer. He reveals the vision. As he spoke to Moses, as he spoke to Jeremiah and the prophets and other people, he, he, he revealed a vision. 
So when he revealed the vision, they had the vision. But now, the, the, the thing is now, when they revealed the vision, they had to have the people that must go with them to fulfill the vision. Amen. Amen. When Jesus came here, was the, he was the vision bearer. But he had to choose 12 men who doesn't have the vision. Who sees nothing but has to follow the one with the vision. Now, very important now, as a vision supporter, you need to believe that the person that I'm following is seeing right. And as he sees right, I will support what I believe that he sees right. You see nothing. You only see him. And he, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So now, here we are going to speak about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, let's go quickly to Nehemiah chapter 1. Verse 1 to 4. There are some few aspects. Listen, beloved, I'm not a, a, a point number one and point number two <laughs> point number three kind of a minister. I'm that kind of minister that goes just boom, bang, hallelujah. That, that goes with the flow. But, but quite strangely, uh, this weekend, God was giving me points. Number one, I see this point number one, point number two, and point number three. And quite strangely, I'm going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. So Nehemiah chapter one, verse one to four. The words of the story of Nehemiah, the son of uh, Nehemiah, now in the month of Shizleth, uh, in the 20th year of Persians, King the S was in the castle of Susha too. Henani, one of my kinsmen, came with a certain man from Judah, and I asked them about the surviving Jews who had escaped exile and about Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who escaped exile are in great trouble and reproach. I'm stopping, I'm stressing a few words because that's where I'm going to stress. The walls of Jerusalem is broken and its gates are destroyed. For when I heard this, I sat down and wept and mourned for days and fasted and prayed before the Son of Heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, this is your word. Bless the reading of it. And now, this is the time that I need to disappear and appear right now. Minister this way in the manner that it should be ministered, the way you want it done, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to speak about, the first of all, the captivity of Israelites. Uh, let me first highlight to you the life of the Israelite nation. Number one, the Israelites will enjoy, as a chosen nation, will enjoy the presence of the Lord. They will enjoy God and the life with God and enjoy everything. But now, in the comfort of the enjoyment, and they enjoy the comfort, what they do is they relax and go into slumberland. As they slumber, they go into sin. Now, as they sin, God will punish them by sending a nation to capture them. 
So in captivity, when they still begin to feel the pain, they begin to cry. As they cry, God hears the cry and rescue them, and they come back to the same cycle. Now, this was the life of the Israelites. This is the life they live. They live well with God, and then they go stumbling. God let them release them into the hands of to be captured, and then they cry. As they cry, God hears the cry, and it was a cycle that was in the depth was going on. So this was what was going on and on and on for the Israelites. So they have been captured many a time because they went into slumber. Hallelujah. But now there's one thing about one thing that touches me is because each time they cry, God heard. There is one thing that God can never withstand is the cry of the child of God. When everything begins to happen, the There was a lot of things that took place. 
and, and, and lastly, as they crossed the Red Sea, the, the, the Egyptians tried to follow them, and then the water closed on them, and they died. The soldiers died. So, a lot of casualties. So, in that, the Egyptians realized that you cannot mess with the God of the Israelites. You cannot mess with the God of the, of the Israelites. So Egyptians went out. So right now, after that, they went all in that same cycle. And then they were captured by the Babylonians. Jesus. Now I said, I'm picking up two pages out of the captivity of the Israelites. Now this time is the Babylonians. Babylonians must have learned very well. Now, I want you to understand very well about this nation, Israel. As they begin to move from, the, from, from, from Egypt into the promised land, their walk was very miraculous. Number one, they had a God that walked ahead of them with the pillar of cloud during the day and the fire during the night. And all the nations could see the Israelites march with a God. Amen. you but 
went into captivity in, in, in Babylon. Babylon things were very scared of them. But so all the kings said, Oh, feel free. Stay well, feel free, feel free, feel free, feel free. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have you ever seen captivity where everybody said, Welcome? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> now, this is the era that we are living in. A sinful nature that says, Welcome. People that live in sin are comfortable in sin. People are in bondage are uncomfortable in bondage. They are alright in their bondages. They are alright. Everything is not alright. But they, they, hallelujah. They, 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 you, you have a family where the wife comes whenever the warrant is alright. The, 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 the man goes that side and nobody worries about who went where, who came when. And everybody when they come they have their own spoon. And everybody wants to cook their own thing. Things are not alright. It's a mess. So I'm here to tell you that a sinful nature, a sinful life is not alright. And it's only the devil that makes you realize, make you think that it's alright. Thank you, Jesus. People are drinking. They're drinking so much that they live for the beer and they feel it's alright. Hallelujah.
He was a child of God. He was an, an Israelite who lives in Babylon but understood that he is not a Babylonian. Sure. There is one thing about being in the world and being with the worldly people and understanding very well that I am not of this world. Now this was Nehemiah. Now a trigger point is now, at this point, the Israelites has just won back, we were released back to go back into Jerusalem, to go back to the place. So the Bible says now, as Nehemiah was there, a few gentlemen that came from, from, from Jerusalem came back to him, telling him that, oh, it's very bad the walls of Jerusalem are down. Everything is not right. The place we have recognized as Jerusalem, the place we have recognized where, where we hear the presence of the Lord. Now, now let me tell you something about Jerusalem. God has found a home in Jerusalem. So when they captured the place, the presence of the Lord left. So the covenant box was not there. The Holy of Holies, all that they recognized. Now the people that went back to Jerusalem, they came back with the news that it is not okay. <laughs> now that was the trigger point. If you need to serve God, you cannot do it if you don't have a trigger point. Yeah. Something must trigger you. So Nehemiah was busy serving was busy doing the way until he heard the news that everything is not alright at home. The Bible says now, one morning Nehemiah was busy serving as a cup bearer. He was serving the cup, but he was not alright. He was not alright. Because everything is not alright at home. Come and tell you, beloveds, you cannot be on hand when the people are still moving the street up and down and selling their bodies. You cannot be on hand when everything is like this. You cannot be on hand when we still have the gender based violence. You cannot be on hand. And that is why Nehemiah was saving the king, but not on hand. And I want to tell you something that we preach the gospel not because we are alive, we preach the gospel because we are not alive. The reason why I'm standing here is because I am not alright. Something is not going well. Hallelujah. I am blessed, I am safe, I, I, I have the power of God, but something makes me not to be alive, hence I preach the gospel. Now, Nehemiah, is this is giving the king I want to know. Why is your face like this? He said, how can, be, how can I be fine when the walls of Jericho, when the walls of Jerusalem are now? Oh. Hallelujah. Jerusalem, that was honored by other nations so much. Jerusalem, that other nations knew their God so much. When the remnant of the people went back, they realized but God had left. Very, very, very sad for you knowing that you were a child of God before. You experienced the power of God. You have seen the move of the Holy Spirit. You have seen God moving power, doing certain things and blessing you. And suddenly, that power is no longer. Oh. 
That is a sad situation. This made Nehemiah cry. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you about Jerusalem before I go to my point number one and point number two and point number three. Now Jerusalem was the most important city in Palestine. Even still today, Jerusalem is still a, is still a, 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 a sore issue. The only person that allowed uh, Jerusalem to be to be the capital city of Palestine was uh, Donald Trump recently. It has been a war that has been going on for, 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 for decades and decades. Hallelujah. So Jerusalem made a trademark. The city was known as Salem, uh, as Salem in Abraham's time. And as Jebus during the occupation of the Jebusites. Jerusalem is located 14 miles west of the Dead Sea and 33 miles east of the Mediterranean, situated on a high rocky plateau. Hallelujah. Now, I want, I want to say this. It was situated on a high rocky place. Now, which means it was high. That means it was visible, number one. And it was established on the rock, which was Jesus. Now that was initially, that's, that's how it made a mark. It was situated on a high and a rocky place. So now suddenly the place that was honored by other nations, the place that they knew very well, has gone down. Peace. People went there and realized that you this used to be home. What happened? Nehemiah began to cry. He noticed that that place resembled the presence of the Lord. That place resembled something very powerful. Why? <coughs> he spoke to the king. The king let him go. He said, okay, take the people and go. That's number one. Nehemiah is the one that had the vision. Receive the trigger point. Number two, Nehemiah is the person he's given with the mandate of going back and rebuilding the walls. Number three, when God call you, give you a mandate, he makes a way. Amen. When he makes a way, the king wrote the letter to allow Nehemiah to pass through the cities to go towards Jerusalem. That means at that time, you wouldn't just walk passing other cities. So yeah. you need a permit to pass. Yeah. So now, under circumstances like this, the king said, no, I cannot let you be like this, upset like this. I will let you go. And I will give you a permit to pass. Now, I want to tell you, each one of us, if God puts a mandate, if God puts a vision in you, he will make a way. He will make it possible. Don't ever look at where the finances are going to come from. Stop asking that where is this going to happen. God will make a way. The Bible said that out of his crime, out of his trigger point, a way was made. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 2. I'm going to be quickly because of time. I'm going to skip 
I was supposed to read chapter uh, verse 1 to 7, but I just want us to verse 17. Please to go quickly to verse 17. Then I said to them, You see the bad situation we are in. How Jerusalem lies ruined, and its gates are bent with fire. Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a disgrace. That is Nehemiah. Now, he is, he is a vision bearer here. I want to understand. Now, he is talking about, he is talking to a vision supporters. He's talking to the people that believed him when he said that we need to go out. Now, for us to be able to support Pastor Jonathan in this ministry, we need to believe in his vision. Unless you come to a point where you believe that he is a called man of God and he is something that is bending him, you cannot be able to follow him. Only people that cannot is the people that says, ah, he's so small, he is young, how can he come now suddenly and he lead us? We need to be the same page. Now Nehemiah is talking to the people who are in the same page with him. He said, come, let us rebuild the walls. Now he is in the place, he is seeing the walls, he sees the situation. He says, do you see the situation that Jerusalem is in? Jerusalem is in disgrace. Jerusalem, the other people are laughing at us. Come, let us rebuild. Let us do Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem represented the glory of the Lord. Jerusalem represented the presence of the Lord. Jerusalem represented God himself. So when Nehemiah went there, he realized that the glory of the Lord has departed and something has got to be done about it. Amen. And he said, come, let us rebuild. Let us do something. Amen. <laughs> In so doing, he was charging them up. He was judging them up to understand. Now, number one, he says, look, see the situation. Now, for you to be able to act, for you to be able to involve, you need to see what we see. We need to see what he sees. Unless you see what he sees, you cannot be able to go with him. Now, number one, Nehemiah said, see the situation. Come on. See the situation. See the situation. See the situation in Kindles. See the situation in Uganda. See the situation in our country. See what is happening. We need to do something about it. And in doing something about it, it's by rebuilding the glory of God. By rebuilding the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now how do we do it as, as people? Hallelujah. The first statement there, Nehemiah says, come. You see the situation? He said, see the situation. His first the next statement say what? Come. You cannot be able to do it unless you first come. come, on. come on. If you didn't come, you're not gonna do it. You first come. When Jesus came into the world, when he had his disciples, number one, before his disciples began to follow him and do his things, they had to first come. Now, how do you come? You need to realize that you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to understand that I am a sinner and I need to change. That's number one. You come. That's what we need. You cannot do it unless you came. You 
do it on the other side. When I got born again in, 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 at the age, 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 age of 11, first thing I, I wanted to know, the Lord, why am I saved? Why am I here? I have come, I, I responded to an altar call, I received you as a Lord and Savior, I am here. And Lord responded. Second Timothy chapter 4. Do the work of a preacher. Do it in season and out of season. Amen. God was able to do that because I came. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Let's first that each one of us here in the space, we came. If you didn't accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm talking to the wrong person right now. You first need to come. That's right. Hallelujah. Let's need to come. Maybe in that note while I'm still here right now. If you're here before I go to the second point. You said, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I am not born again. I hear what you are saying. But I first want to come. God, let me do that prayer with you before I go to the next point. If you're here right now. This, this, this is not, this, this, an altar call is, is, is not intended in embarrassing or shame of anyone. I want you to take it off your mind. I am not born again. I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to come. If you are here, let me see my raising of hands. I'm going to pray quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, brother. Come, 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 stand here. Come. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's give me a hand clap. Let's give a brother hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. The heavens are rejoicing when one sinner decides to come. I want us to rejoice. If you can shout, shout. If you can whistle, whistle. Something is happening. Heaven has got someone that is added to their number. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands, brother. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I am a sinner. And a sinner does not inherit your kingdom. But as for today, I heard your word. I am coming to you. Accept me. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. As from today, the 30th of November, I am your child. And receive me in Jesus' name. Write my name in your Lamb's Book of Life. And as for today, at, at the confession of my mouth and believing in my heart, I am now born again, a child of the living God. Amen and amen. He'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that will move me first point to the next point. Nehemiah said, come. Let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now something about if we need to rebuild or redo something, you actually do the same thing and put it in its original place. That's redoing. 
So Nehemiah said, come, brothers, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now, as they rebuild, now number two is, you need to get involved. Yeah. Once you came, get involved. When you get involved, never underestimate what you do. Taking that chair is doing something. Ushering the pastor to the front and grabbing his Bible and standing by the door is actually getting involved. Never underestimate yeah. what yeah. you do in the yeah. house of the Lord. Right. Do something. Whatever comes to you, once you first thing, you acknowledge the vision. And number two, you come and as you came, you get involved. Jesus. Get involved. That's right. That's right. Get involved. We, we, we don't need people that will come to church and just sit there and do nothing and just walk the chair and go back. <laughs> My time is running out. I mean, I'm going to be quick. You see, there's a problem with people who are doing nothing. I have a big problem with them, you know. Doing nothing. You're born again and doing nothing. to church. Church is finished, you go home, wait for the next Sunday to come, to show up. Someone came to me and said, Pastor, I need to come to your church because, you know, someone can even die here without having a church. I said, if that is the attitude you come with, stay at home, we are fine. We are not a barrier society. Yeah. <laughs> You don't come to church to be married. Get involved. Come for life. Get involved. Get involved to do something. Ask for those posters. If you don't know what to do, ask them that you have some posters to hand out. Go on, go to door, hand out posters. If you don't know how to minister, we will preach the gospel. Do the groundwork. It is fine. It is okay. We are paying. We are I am okay. I can minister as long as you do something. Nehemiah said, come. Let us rebuild the, the, the walls of Jerusalem. And number two, as you build, dress according to the work that you are supposed to do. Dress accordingly. Mm -hmm. This is a construction work. Yeah. We are all working. In the process of my work, I will step at your door and it is okay. But if you understand that I am building, I am busy building, you will just say, excuse me, my feet was under yours, but we are building. It Amen. is okay. Now, you will never get ahead. We are moving forward. We understand that the, 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 the safety that goes to the job, the injuries that are involved with the job. Now, if you come and clean up with your suit and your tie, you are going to get dirty because there is when we build, we work with the mud, we work with bricks, we work with water. If you can't clean, you have a problem. The people that come to the ministry very, very clean. You minister a word, just to say one word is gone home. I'm not going back. You are very clean, man. Come get involved. There's bias good. There is bias good. Dress accordingly. But you see, if you go to a construction work, Pastor, and you dress in those overalls, with those subtle overalls side hair, with those reflector issues, and that hard hair, and those glasses and everything, you are okay. Anything Amen. can hit you, anything can touch you, and it does get you. 
in today's time, we have a problem with Christians coming clean. Every small thing they're dusting themselves, spiritually and physically. Nothing gets done because the better part of the time they're busy dusting themselves. Pastor, bring the vision, bring something to be done, something that has to be done. I object. Oh, the objection, objection. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, that's all. That's all. Fundraising kind of a thing is not scriptural. I, I don't believe I mean, if you read the Bible. You bring something else, you're doing nothing but only criticizing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to talk like this, Pastor. We need to get involved. We need to get this Jerusalem. As you begin to grow, as you begin to work, you grow in the spirit. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 16, verse 9. I'm closing now. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood pleading with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Paul is sleeping in the night. He sees a vision of a man from Macedonia. And the vision was saying, please, we need help in Macedonia. What I'm saying this morning, beloved, in closing, we have the glory of God to rebuild in this place. On Friday, I went to a place in Kromesdal. I was up in the mountain between two villages. I looked at the villages and the Lord said that this place looked very dry. The place looked very dry. I looked at about easy, a place of about 20,000 people. Very dry. This was only a drop in the ocean of the nations that are in South Africa. There's a lot of work in the space, you know. Yeah. The Bible says that the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. We need the people who lift up their hands and say, Lord, I want you to do something. I don't know what it is, but I want you to do something to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. I'm going to pray right now, but if you are here this morning and say that I don't know what I have to do, but I've had this morning, but something has to be done. I had this morning, I had the weight. And I want you, Pastor, to pray with me. I'm not going to ask you to come in front. I'm going to pray wherever you are. 
and you say, Pastor, I want to do something. I want to begin doing something. I want to pray. I want to ask what God wants me to do. When everybody is seated down, just stand on your feet. If you say, I just want to start doing something. And I'm going to pray right now. May I ask the musician to come Let's all stand on The harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. And I believe that right now, having said this, we are all involved and the prayer of my life this morning is that we may put 100% in what we do. Lord, in the name of Jesus, help and bless us this morning. That we may rise to the occasion as to what us to do in the name of Jesus. We are aware of what needs to be done. We are aware of what lies ahead. And as we are leaving this place this morning, help us to be more determined to accomplish what needs to be done. Your work has to be done. And your work will be done. Bless us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Greet someone and smile to someone. Amen. Just take off your mask a little bit and smile and put it back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And please, uh, if you can bring your offerings, bring your money for the time that I'm offering, why you don't believe in God? Bless you. God bless you.